Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of I Hear Design. I'm your host, Robert Nieminen, Chief Content Director for Interiors and Sources, and I hope you are well wherever you're tuning in from. As we're recording this episode, um, the country is seeing a surge in new coronavirus cases as the economy and businesses have begun to reopen and amid mass uh, racial injustice protests that have been taking place in major cities across the country. It is an incredibly challenging time by every account, and predicting what the full impact of this is for the long term is going to be difficult, to say the least. But it is clear that due to the nature of certain industries and sectors, uh, the shutdown of the nation overall, uh, COVID-19 has hit some businesses harder than others, particularly the travel, um, hospitality, and retail segments. And while we at, here at INS have touched on how the pandemic has impacted the hospitality industry, for example, we haven't really looked at the retail space to date. And so in today's episode, I want to explore some of the short-term and long-term strategies for retailers and designers to help consider what uh, a return to quote-unquote normalcy might look like moving forward. And to talk about how the retail industry is dealing with the changes as a result of the pandemic, I've invited Kathy Kraft-Rich, Industrial Practice Leader at Nelson Worldwide, and Robin Novak, Retail Practice Leader for FRCH Nelson, to join me. Kathy and Robin, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. We're happy to be here. Yeah. Well, so where are you both calling in from and, and sort of what's happening uh, where you are? Like, are you guys working from home or are you back in your offices yet? Like, like where are you, Kathy? I'm in Seattle and I'm working remotely from our lake cabin, staying out of the city right now. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, what about you? Uh, I'm working from my home in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, our office has uh, remained closed. We are really able to work functionally. You know, it's great to be able to have all this virtual technology. So right now the platform's working and it's nice to spend a little extra time with the kids too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you guys have a like a phased reopening plan yet or is that kind of put on hold because of the spike? We do. We've been looking across kind of the Nelson organization, um, hoping for an early fall reentry back into the office. I think, again, since we're successfully working virtually, I think it's right now the philosophy is let's stay safe and keep the communication going digitally as best as we can. Yeah, definitely. And I know so many companies and firms are taking those precautions before moving forward toward reopening. But uh, obviously, some industries, like I mentioned in the intro, are really struggling to get back uh, on their feet, which brings us to uh, the retail industry and our topic today. And as I mentioned, you know, COVID-19 has hit the retail industry pretty hard. Uh, what's been the immediate impact on existing brick and mortar sites from what you're seeing? Like, are, what are re retailers most concerned about right now? Robin, I'll pitch that over to you first, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think I think ultimately the number one concern for the retailers that we're seeing is safety. So I think when we think across it, though, there's really three things that are kind of the immediate impact. And I think safety is part of it, but really it's that psychology of a visit, right? It's kind of that comfortness, that level of consumer confidence, um, how people are around the in-store physical shopping experience. We see that um, brands are really having to redefine what safety and cleanliness looks like. Like, um, how they're transforming not only purchases, but things like trial and fitting rooms and just even different types of experiences within stores. So, mm -hmm. you know, when I think about retailers and design agencies like ourselves, we've worked very tire tirelessly over the years, you know, really creating that ultimate customer journey as we talk about it. And um, it's kind of been royally disrupted if you think about it through all of this. So at the moment, I think retailers are concerned about the reassurance and the trust level to bring, um, you know, consumers back in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Kathy, did you want to weigh in on that as well? 
Oh, I definitely um, think, I think of things more from the industrial side. So I think that's going to be changing the way the stores are designed and providing larger back of house, um, reducing maybe the front retail experience as people are increasing their e-commerce and online shopping, that I think that the retail stores are going to figure out a different way to maintain customer convenience and maybe increase it due to the e-commerce. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And I think building on that, you know, when I think about the convenience, Kathy, that you're talking about, that's really where we're seeing a lot of transformational redefinition, if you think about it, um, because consumer expectations are changing and, and people's habits of what they, they thought was familiar to them and to the, their routines has become very different through this. You know, we're seeing everything from very, very convenient, one-stop, quick express pickups, um, you know, where you pre-order online, it might be a BOPUS type thing or a drive-through, uh, we're also seeing a second part that's more considered pickup, right? So you've made some purchases, you're thinking about an elevated drive-through experience, and I think this is where there's a lot of opportunity for retailers that really haven't thought about that next level of convenience. And, and then finally, we see even kind of like a concierge-like model of service of how are they really going above and beyond to elevate that? And I think traditionally higher-end brands have done that, but now with this um, COVID situation, I think brands have to think about what service really as a definition for them means. Right. Yeah. And, and, and talking about what they're doing right now leads me to uh, another question I wanted to ask just about some of the short-term solutions that are being mm -hmm. put into place to deal with things like cleanliness, uh, social distancing, and wellness as a whole. Like, uh, what do you see, what do you see that they're doing like in store uh, to kind of help put those safeguards in place? Yeah, I think from a retail standpoint, we're still seeing a lot of what I would call almost like those temporary solutions. So it's the acrylic shields and it's the floor distance stickers. It's all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. But I think what we're seeing now is almost like that phase two where retailers are going, okay, that's a quick temporary solution. How do we start thinking more strategically about our merchandise sets, our floor fixtures? What is that role that flexibility plays into things? I think from a restaurant standpoint, you're seeing that where there's a lot of analysis of how much outdoor dining how much indoor dining so I think that's that's part of this is that I think we're going to continue to do these kind of phase stepped approaches I think what will get interesting though is where it can go from here right so I think the idea of I think we'll start to see a resurgence in like clean material palettes and changes right back to that comment about the psychology of, of design and the confidence for consumers and that I think a lot of that'll start to come into the forefront. I mean, we're already seeing so much come in from our vendor partners and that around the heightened awareness with materials and specifying because for some of our clients over the years, it, it has been I'd say, you know, there's a consciousness around sourcing or the composition of a product, but now we're being asked even further about protection and, and whether that's antiviral, antimicrobial, whatever, non-porous, all those types of things are really starting to rise and elevate across sectors. And again, you know, within Nelson, that's always been something very in kind of ingrained in some of our practices like healthcare and workplace, but it's even pushing further and further into retail and other sectors. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. I, you mentioned the, the floor stickers and all that other stuff. Yeah. That's one of the kind of sore points where it's like, okay, can we design these in a way that are a little bit less in your face and kind of intuitive? And I think one designer I was talking to was saying, yeah, we can definitely make them more, you know, intuitive cues with, you know, using scale and, and exactly, and, you know, and, and just kind of doing it in a way that's more thoughtful. So I hope no. 
certainly hope we see that, you know, coming. I mean, you, you're totally right because it's like, I think about it, it's like all these bad temporary stickers are being placed, which are just going to create dirt and muck and all sorts of stuff. Oh, yeah. But if you think about the purpose of design and the rationality of design, that we have the ability through tonal shifts, material shifts, color choices, you know, different levels of lighting and, and, and um, selections of things that just through the psychology of design should lead people to understand points of reference, points of differentiation set pace so yes hopefully we get to a more conscious point of being more purposeful about all of this yeah yeah definitely and that kind of moves towards the you know the next question about sort of bigger picture thinking and long-term changes that you anticipate coming out uh, of this for retail so how do you uh, both think this will impact like the footprint of physical stores the amount of re real estate that's invested in brick and mortar um kathy i think you mentioned earlier talking more about back of house elements getting larger uh, can you expound on that a little bit more Sure. Yeah, I think that um, rather than right now, Instacart and some of the other online apps um, actually pay somebody to come in and go shop for you and pick things off the retail shelves. And I think that's going to change rather than stocking it onto shelves and then picking it off again and then taking it and delivering it or getting it set up for a customer pickup. I think a lot of that's going to be done back of house, right out of the box, fulfilling those orders. So it's sort of making a little fulfillment center in the back mm -hmm. of the store. Um, and I think those are going to continue to grow. So whether the customer is going to pick it up and um, they may come in and um, do some specialty shopping. They want to pick up, handpick their produce, but the rest of the stuff they've picked up, they've ordered online and so they pick that up pick up their produce and go or if there's going to be delivery so i think that's shifting the allocation of the real estate as well as um on site there's going to be a lot more customer pickup so we need to accommodate that in our site planning how is the how does the customer be able to pick up um their their product either from their car or have somebody run it out from the back of house. How do we have more delivery vans, independent drivers also picking up those orders and delivering them versus keeping the customer safe who wants to come in and park in the front of the store. So that whole wraparound site and parking, I think is going to change and that's going to impact the, not only the size of the sites, but also um, the circulation, you know, as they're targeting what's the deal site now, mm -hmm. it's gonna look different. Yeah, and I think when we think about the retail, um, you know, footprint itself, Kathy, to your point about the front of house and back of house, we've already pre-COVID been having a lot of conversations with our clients about that relationship of what the proportion is. And, you know, it, it started to see a little bit of movement pre-COVID where clients were questioning, should the front of house actually be larger than the back of house or vice versa? And, you know, is it, if the front of house was smaller per se, the opportunity to maybe do more of a showrooming, small elements for trial. Do you need to see every skew and every color, size, assortment, et cetera? So that was already starting to bubble kind of pre-COVID. So I think this is going to continue to push. And I think, you know, you asked where this might be from a big picture standpoint. I think longer term, we're starting to see retailers even question, we're calling it almost like ecosystems of their stores. So maybe not every store has the exact same purpose. So you might have a store that is based solely for fulfillment. And we may have other locations for retailers where it's a mix of fulfillment and experience. And a third location could be just an experience driven type scenario. So I think thinking about real estate in a different um, kind of model is where a lot of retailers are starting to look and question things right now. Yeah. yeah. And I think also to add to that, Robin, I, I liked your idea um, earlier. We had talked about um, that blurring of indoor and outdoor space. Mm -hmm. 
you could easily see um, it, the outdoor space looking, taking on more of a farmer's market approach. So there is right. social distancing, there's mm -hmm. exterior areas. Um, although I, I'm wondering and hesitating about buying produce fresh with not in a package. You know, right. people are sneezing and touching and, <laughs> and breathing on it. Right. So right. I think all of that's going to change. Yeah, it sounds like, I mean, it's a wholesale change of the way, I mean, from infrastructure to fulfillment to the hybrid sort of spaces, indoor, outdoor, like you guys were talking about. I mean, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of rethinking of, of what, how the space functions, um, fulfillment centers as well. I know that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you, but I know Kathy touched on that a little bit. What role do you guys see technology and maybe e-commerce playing uh, in the retail sector moving forward? I mean, I think you've both touched on online ordering. Um, any other uh, ways that technology is going to impact uh, the future design of retail spaces? Well, e-commerce definitely is growing. So um, just throw out a couple little stats. Um, I think 40% of China's shopping has been via e-commerce, and the U.S. is way behind that, and 8% in 2016, 16% in 2019, and now 31% is the latest data is um, currently during COVID that people are shopping online. So I think that's going to continue even post COVID as we're finding a lot of people over 60 years old are ordering groceries online for the first time, including my mother and finding that it's really not that scary. And I think they're finding that convenience is, is overshadowing um, the whole, um, the technology side of it. So um, I think that's gonna continue. And I think that that's going to Im impact the way other portions of the retail business is happening. Like on the industrial side, their fulfillment centers, I think they're gonna have customer interface um, out on the fulfillment center. So we're adding returns and pickups. And as customer service clerk, I'm definitely trying to focus on customer convenience and new locations also. Yeah, I think to build from that on the retail side, I think technology will play a role in some of the low touch opportunities. So whether those are like direct to consumer type models, subscription based models, um, you know, I think some of the technology even in store might start to switch to more voice activations, less touch screens, less, less things we have to physically interact with. Um, you know, when we were mentioning before more purposeful design, it got me thinking, particularly to this question when you were asking it around just even the role of ambience um, or when I think of like lighting and I think of sound and I think of, you know, how that could play day parting roles, control an environment differently. I think all of that is where technology will play, um, not just a role in the transaction for the consumer, but even in the experience and the environment for the consumer. Um, now that said, I do think there'll still be greater push for technology like AI where it's going to be able to amplify like clienteling and profiles for consumers. So what a consumer might be looking at on their um, iPad at home, but then translating that so much more seamlessly if they do go into a store environment so that you recognize my preferences, additional choices, customization opportunities, those kind of things. Um, I, th I think stuff like AI and AR and that will continue to increase just to increase the experience. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting mm -hmm. on the technology side. I mean, even something as simple as Apple Pay. I never mm -hmm. used to use it very much, but then now with this, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to pull my phone out, scan and pay. Um, right. Although I do have to say I get irritated because some places 
like you, you can hold it there and then they still want your pin. So you have to touch. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's like, it's close, but it's not there yet. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So mm -hmm. we'll, get, we'll get there. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. great. Well, some really good insights uh, that you both shared there. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how this all will play out and reshape things. And I certainly hope the retail industry and the others, you know, can rebound quickly and find a path forward that will, you know, be good for business, but also keep everybody healthy and safe. So Kathy and Robin, thanks again for being here and offering your insights with our listeners. It's been great talking to you both. Likewise. Thanks for having us. Yes. Great. Thank you. Well, that's it for today. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, be sure to connect with us on our social media channels and on our website for more COVID coverage. And as always, be well, everyone. Mm -hmm.